0: news and opinions. Entertaining and informative.
1: Yes, uh, I could care less about the Super Bowl. Really won't be talking about that too much. I, I don't know all that much about football, but it looked like two kids' teams out there. And the halftime show was a disgrace. It, even though I said boycott the show, I had to watch it. I had, I had to do it. I had to do it. But I did it for instructional purposes only. So what I am really really fascinated by and you should be too. Don't believe the fake news. Well, they're number one. They're not talking about it, but then they'll say, "Oh, it's not it's too complicated. Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, no. it is worse than Watergate." It is amazing what just happened. John Durham, the special prosecutor, is making progress. He's making all kinds of progress and it just he just revealed To us, allegedly, Hillary Clinton and her allies, lawyer, big tech allies, all kinds of people, were spying on President Trump when he was running for president. As he alleged, he's right. He was. They had Trump Tower monitored. They had the building on Central Park monitored. They had even the executive office of the president monitored. All the Internet comings and goings. Why? They were trying to frame the guy, trying to say he had something going with Russia. <gasps> Look at this. There were, let me count them, <gasps> 1,000 Internet transactions between Trump Tower and Russia. 1,000. There it goes. That's it, right? Russia collusion. They brought that information to the FBI. Look at this. 1,000. Hmm, isn't that really something? Yeah, you're right. We have to investigate. We have to investigate Trump. We have to shut down his presidency. We have to go, this is it. We're all in. Trump is a Russian actor. We have to stop him. Well, they left out the fact that there were three million such queries uh, a day. (laughs) Not quite a day. From 2014 to 2017, there were millions of these things. It was no big deal. No big deal whatsoever. They were monitoring him as a candidate. They were monitoring him, spying on him when he was in the White House itself. And Hillary is in trouble. Uh, her allies are in trouble. Now, they're they're probably, are they losing sleep? Probably. But are they, are they really sweating it? I don't think they're sleeping that well, but they're getting through life because they think they'll be protected by the swamp. They'll be protected by the FBI. They'll be protected by the Department of Justice. They'll be protected by the media. And so far, oh, yeah, absolutely, they are going to be protected by the media. Absolutely. So this thing becomes news on Saturday night. John Durham filed something late last week. It was kind of routine court papers about a conflict of interest that they had to warn Uh, the court about and they wanted to substantiate and it's the kind of thing that you write about that you tell the judge about before trial starts and they are they have charged michael sussman an attorney who is representing hillary clinton who is getting paid by the clinton campaign of going to the fbi and lying to them michael sussman goes to the fbi and says look i've got all this information about uh, trump and his computers and it looks like they're working with the russians and I'm, I'm here as a good citizen. I found this out on my own, and you guys should look into it. And the FBI is like, "Oh, okay. Well, thank you very much." Now, Michael Sussman officially left out the fact that he was getting paid by big tech, and he was getting paid by um, the Clinton campaign. Didn't mention that to the FBI, but I think, I think the FBI understood it anyway. They just understood what was happening. Now, I know this gets confusing. It does. And they're banking on that. But by the way, when has a confusing story that nobody really could sink their teeth into stopped the mainstream media before? Take Watergate. And this is worse than Watergate. Much worse than Watergate because it involves basically portions of the government and, and private citizens spying on the sitting president, Donald Trump. They were spying on the executive office of the president. It's there in court papers. And by the way, they were actually looking at stuff going back years in the White House. To 2014, who was president then? Barack Obama. Who the hell are these people? Who do they think they are? Spying on the president. Now, that affects potentially all of us. That affects the planet. What was Watergate? A couple of political operatives attempting to and failing to spy on other political operatives. All right. Bunch of rogue guys in the committee to reelect the president, which was a private organization, not government, trying to spy on the Democrat National Committee. Again, a private organization. And they were doing all kinds of other monkey business and tricks and whatnot. But that was just a bunch of clowns. Uh, this is so much more serious. Now Watergate again. Every every little every little detail. Donald Segretti, James McCord, uh, who the hell else was? That? Liddy, John Dean, Ehrlichman, Haldeman, all these guys. Eagle Crow. Just these names that dominated the news for three years. Three years. That's all anybody talked about. Watergate. Nobody knew who those people were before they were introduced by the fake news. Fake news made it a big story. And, hey, I'm not saying it wasn't a significant story, but it was a complex story with a lot of different characters, and the media went all in. Now, the media are not going all in. In fact, they're ignoring it. Now, if you watch the Sunday morning talk shows, I go through for amusement purposes and instructional instructional purposes only, and uh, they didn't mention a word of this. Do you remember for a year? Was it a year, two years the breathless crap about Mueller. Oh, every time Mueller sneezed or saw somebody sneezing, it would be, they'd bang the gong on Fox News. It would be a, such a. Oh, by the way, Fox News broke this story. But it's curious Fox News is not making a big deal out of it. Fox News, one of their internet reporters, and I give her credit for breaking this story, but I've never heard of her before, and she works for the website. If you went to the Fox News website uh, yesterday afternoon, the story was like 10 items down. They're talking about Dr. Dre. They're talking about the Super Bowl. They're talking about this. They're talking about that. Why is this story so low? What's going on over there at Fox News? But, hey, I give them credit for breaking the story. Everywhere else, uh, people have, uh, well, it's not that they've moved on. They never have gone there. Those Sunday shows did not mention any of this, that there is now a government prosecutor alleging that a private citizen was surveilling, a private citizen, by the way, who was working with the top lawyers associated with the Clinton campaign, that a private citizen was spying on the internet activity of the sitting president of the United States, the executive office of the president. And they were creating a false narrative, digging up, Derogatory information, but derogatory only if you look at it out of context. Like the, oh, there were 1,000 Internet connections between the Trump uh, organization and and that Russian bank. Well, there were 3 million. There were 3 million. 1,000 is not a big deal. They did not tell anybody about the 3 million. Also, this whole thing about the Russian cell phones is is false. Look you can go to my Twitter and read through this and I really suggest that you do because this stuff is it's granular it's hard to explain sometimes it's hard to understand but you got to keep at it and when you do you'll know any you'll know more than these fake news guys who won't even deign to read this stuff they refuse to go there oh no 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 because it's a threat to their ego. It's a threat to who they are. It's a threat to their status. It's a threat to the swamp. Um, actually not reporting on it, not talking about it, is a threat to our way of life. It's a threat to the um, to, to America. It really is incredible. So a private citizen and his allies in academia, big tech, law, were spying on Candidate Trump and President Trump. They were looking at his Internet activity and then leaking information about that in the most biased, negative way and saying that this guy is a Russian agent and must be stopped. And you know what? They believed it. They believed it. Now, there's not a peep of it out there. Not a peep. Here's something else about conservative media. They... (laughs) They rely, uh, we rely, to some extent, on the fake news doing the work. They have huge organizations. They have, uh, they're just, they have amazing production. They produce it, and then we critique it, then we take it down. But now they're not even producing it. So what are we? what, what does that leave us to critique? So some of us, oh, well, all right, I guess deep down there are people on the right, conservatives, who need validation from the New York Times. The New York Times doesn't have it. Well, it can't be news. Well, they really we get get that idea out of your head, okay? They are dishonest, totally agenda-driven. Uh, thank goodness I'm here at WABC and a... At Newsmax, where we're not afraid, and we do have the wherewithal to put these stories together. I urge you to tune in tonight at uh, 7 o'clock for my Newsmax show. Worse than Watergate, yes. Again, Watergate. Political operatives, Republican political operatives, not working for the government. Hassling Democrat political operatives, not working for the government. Now, where it got tricky, there were Members of the government who were aware of what was going on and tried to cover up aspects of it. So it became a big story. But here, here we have something where the actual president of the United States was bugged, surveilled. Internet, that's as important as phone or anything else, right? Internet, what do we do we do that's not on the Internet these days? So, but it's just us. It's just you and it's just me. But fortunately... There's one, at least three great guys at the Department of Justice. I was getting frustrated with John Durham, but he's on the case. John Durham, special prosecutor, looking into all this. You know, the Mueller probe was such a joke that Bill Barr said, we've got to investigate this. You guys just tied up uh, our government. 30 We're investigating the investigators. Media doesn't care. That does not mean it's not important. It's, it's the biggest thing since Watergate. It really is. Get yourself up to speed on it. Check out my Twitter, at Greg Kelly USA. It's only 13 pages long. Take a look. It's very important. You'll know more than just about anybody in the fake news. And let me know what you think. 800-848-WABC. I'm sorry, 800-848-9222. 800-848-9222. And why the hell did we have a couple of criminals at the Super Bowl halftime show? And when did Dr. Dre become some sort of emperor? Uh, This guy is not a good guy. And nobody else there was really a decent person, from what I can tell, except maybe the female singer. She seemed nice, but what a uh, horrible display. You know, my wife and I were watching. She's like, out of the blue, she said, did Michael Jackson ever perform at the Super Bowl? And I'm like, I think he did. And I looked it up. Yeah, sure he did. Yeah, 1993. Let's watch that. And we watched that. You know what it was? It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was great dancing and singing Michael Jackson the hits. And then you know what it was about? Racial harmony. Peace to the world. Loving our children. Now it's about, I don't know, hoes and, and cars and... And don't disrespect me, or you're going to go, you know, eat a bullet, stuff like that. Really sad, but hey, um, I <laughs> I don't know, I don't know why, 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 why was it just a couple of years ago they had the Who perform, <laughs> and now and now this? I have some theories. I know you do too. Be right back.
0: Talk radio seventy-seven WABC, the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Right. All right. Hello. 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 Look, I don't like sitting around reading court papers either. Okay, I know it's not sexy. It's not attractive. It's not as much fun as watching all the president's men or. uh, Just watching, I don't know, the Super Bowl, but this is important stuff. They screwed President Trump. Just like you said, they spied on him. And no one's helping him. No one. Me, one or two people at Fox, Newsmax, somebody at the New York Post. But guess what? In all those places, well, except Newsmax, a lot of those places you got to fight. you got to fight a whole bunch of people saying, oh, that's not news. Oh, no, 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 no. That's not important. No, 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 no. We really shouldn't talk about that. No, 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 no. The New York Times isn't doing it. Why should we do it? Yeah, right. Thanks. Factual background. Filing by John Durham. The defendant is charged in a one-count indictment with making a material false statement to the FBI in violation of Title 18, United States Code 1001. Blah, 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 blah. The defendant provided the FBI general counsel with purported data and white papers that allegedly demonstrated a covert communications channel between the Trump organization and a Russia-based bank. The indictment alleges that the defendant lied in that meeting, falsely stating to the general counsel that he was not providing the allegations to the FBI on behalf of any client. In fact, the defendant had assembled and conveyed the allegations to the FBI on behalf of at least two specific clients, including a technology executive, an Internet-based company, and the Clinton campaign. The defendant was billing the Clinton campaign, left and right, and the tech guy, whoop. Let me see here. The indictment alleges that beginning in July, uh, July of 2016, tech executive 1 had worked with the defendant, a US investigative firm retained by law firm 1 on behalf of the Clinton campaign, numerous cyber researchers and employees on multiple Internet companies to assemble the ported data and white paper. In connection with these efforts, Tech Executive One exploited his access to non-public and or proprietary Internet data. Tech Executive One also enlisted researchers at a U.S.-based university who were receiving and analyzing large amounts of Internet data connected to, connected with a pending federal government cybersecurity research contract. Uh, Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Here we go. The government's evidence at trial will also establish that among the Internet Data Tech Executive and his associates exploited was domain name system, DNS, Internet traffic pertaining to a healthcare care provider, Trump Tower, Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building and the executive office of the president of the United States. That's the big, new, sensational part that they don't want to talk about. They were spying on a sitting U.S. president. Be back.
0: Talk Radio 77, WABC. It
1: kind of kept half an eye on it. I don't care. I really don't. I think it's a big waste of time. Half the time, uh, professional sports. There's so many important, more important things you can be doing with your time uh, other than I don't know. Watching other men get in shape and make money and do, <laughs> and 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 kind of make make way in their own lives, uh, that's not for me. I also wonder. To this day, I wonder. You know, I, I go to, I do go to a game or two a year. I'll go to uh, Yankee Stadium or City Field. I still call it Shea. Why the hell do men wear a shirt with some other man's name on his shirt? I, I always see Derek Jeter, like a lot of people wear Derek Jeter shirts, New York Yankees sh- shirts, men, grown men. And it'll say Jeter on the like, am I supposed, what, what does that mean? Why are you wearing his name on the back of your body? What's what's up with that? Do you want me to think that you're Jeter? Because I know you're not Jeter. What 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 what's happened? There's too much worship uh, idolization. Idolization of things that are not important, including you, Derek Jeter. I know he's a nice guy, so what? How much money did they pay him for being a baseball player, which most of us gave up in junior high school, or as they call it in the middle of the country, middle school? Mike DiDino is looking at me like I am an un-American, nasty person, but uh, that's how I feel about sports. You, uh, on the other hand, uh, choose to spend your time differently. Mike is one of the producers around here. Hi Mike. Thank you again, Greg, for having me. What did you, uh, what was the what was the Well, first of all, my my broad uh observations about sports, uh, professional sports. I played all the games, but I do think that uh some people, including you, spend a
2: little bit too much time on it. I spend every single day around sports, so if you think that's you, too much time? Yes, I do. What do you get out of it? I love it, man. It's my it's my hobby. It's my passion. Uh,
1: you do know your passions. <laughs> I mean, I've got a couple of passions too that I don't bring to WABC radio. You, on the other hand, I mean, we all know you're an F,
2: you're a football fanatic, and you're in it every day. And I'm at a radio station; they go hand in hand. But does it? What do you? What's your real job around here? I'm the producer for the Greg Kelly Show. Is that it? The Rudy Giuliani Show as well, and the uh,
1: Bo Snurley Show. As you know, I do very little football.
2: Yeah, you don't do football. So, so,
1: what? so how do you fulfill your passion when you're working on this show?
2: Well, on this show, unfortunately, at this <laughs> – well, right now, honestly, I'm talking to Greg Kelly on the radio, on WABC Radio, about sports. About so, football. About so that's football. So this that's, does not happen that often. Though. No.
1: Well, it happens actually. It's getting – I wouldn't complain yet. Not that you're complaining. All right. So look, what would you think of the Super Bowl?
2: I, as I I said when you were getting some snacks before, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was an enjoyable game. I just found that to be a very, you know. Here I am asking the all-time football uh, expert.
1: You know, you're from Long Island, and I'm just like Mike. What'd you think of that game? And you said it was most enjoyable. I enjoyed the game. I just found that very odd coming from you. It what, was most enjoyable. What were you expecting me to say? I don't know. I mean, I just, usually when I ask a sports guy about sports, they
2: just dive right into the, oh, I don't know, the, the third yard line, they really screwed it up and they should have done this, that, and the other thing.
1: I found that most
2: enjoyable. I could dive into the uh, the nuances of the game, but I don't know if A, you watched it. I don't know if B, if you've Watched it closely and then see. I'd be talking to a wall if I was starting to give you my opinion. <laughs> That's on fair
1: fair it. enough. I was. Uh, you were speaking on my level, uh, and uh, but still, you could have given me. Uh, I found it most enjoyable. All right. So as far as well, skip that for a second. I thought the halftime show was a disgrace. Uh, those guys, especially Dre, he's an out and out criminal. He has no business being there. And why are we worshiping Dr. Dre? Most people don't know who he is. I know two things about Dre. Um, N.W.A., straight out of Compton, which I watched. And what else do I know? Oh, those silly headphones that somehow he's the front man for and he became a billionaire. And quite frankly, he has no stage presence. He just kind of wandered around up there. Let me hear a little bit of uh, the halftime thing. It's the one in the Thank you. I've had enough. I get it. I just—I—I I don't know. It's—I—it's—I uh, I was not moved. I found them to be—and quite frankly, I—never oh, mind. I mean, what was up with that set? It looked like something out of *The Price Is Right*. They had all those rooms, you know, behind door number one, door number two. Did you? Well,
2: I missed the first five to ten minutes of it, and then once Fifty Cent came on, big Fifty Cent fan, then I tuned in. But it was definitely a wonky setup. Now, see, I was actually looking on Twitter. I was updating my Twitter live feed refreshing my Twitter to see if you were going to have some live reactions to the halftime show. I think that's what the people wanted to see. I decided not
1: to. As a matter of fact, I have decided to take a bit of a step away from Twitter.
2: That's upsetting.
1: Is it? Yeah, I know. It's going to actually disappoint a lot of people. But I'm just – I found myself uh, – there was not enough payoff, quite frankly. And it takes a lot of time. Yet what the hell was I getting out of it? I'm not getting money. And uh, I don't know. I felt like there was not enough – in it for me. And, oh, by the way, if you tweet the wrong thing, which, whatever, uh, you know, they'll come for your head. But I'm not worried about that as much as I should be. <laughs> I'm really just kind of stepping away. Well, we'll see. Maybe I'll pick it up tomorrow. Maybe I'll pick it up right now. So as far as the football goes, I don't know. It just seemed like a, uh uninteresting game to me. I mean, I know it was close. So what?
2: Second half was a little boring once uh, Odell Beckham... Got hurt. Rams couldn't really move the ball on offense. And then the Bengals' offensive line was overmatched by the Rams' defensive line, which I expected to happen. So, I mean, the second half was a little boring. Wasn't much action going on. The end of the game got good. Rams had the drive to go downfield. They won. Some controversy there with hey, the legs and whatnot. But wait a second. And by the way,
1: no one was wearing a mask. And I think the rules are that they should have been wearing a mask. And then the other thing, there was a riot outside the outside the stadium. What happened?
2: Yeah, I saw... Well, it seemed like there's a ton of celebrities at the game. Obviously, tickets were super expensive, so you'd expect that. It didn't seem like anybody is wearing a mask. I personally wouldn't have been wearing one either. And then. Yeah, but a lot of these celebrities are, oh, virtue signal, oh,
1: you have to wear a mask. Save yourself, save others. You know, there were a lot of liberals in the uh, in the audience. I saw Matt Damon. I saw uh, Ben Affleck. He is, a, he is a noted lefty.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that him and Jennifer Lopez. Uh,
1: you didn't know about that? I didn't know they leaned left. What do you mean you didn't know they left?
2: What? I didn't know they were Liberals. Ben Uh, Affleck and J-Lo. Oh, Ben Affleck, definitely.
1: Uh, J-Lo, I don't know about her, but he definitely. All right, so bottom line is, did you make money on this game? Get this, I did not bet the game. You you should see this, everybody. He looks so smug (laughs) and self-satisfied. Like, this is a big achievement for you. I mean, usually you do bet games.
2: I typically do bet on Sundays. I did not this past Sunday.
1: All right, so uh, again, I just... Uh, I, I don't understand. Certain guy on Fox News is like crying and he, he's acting like a kid on Christmas that the Bengals are in the in the Super Bowl or were in the Super Bowl. Dude, I don't care if you're from Cincinnati. Your entire team is not from Cincinnati. These guys are from all over the place. By the way, half of them are criminals. Let's face it. These guys don't know how to behave. And when we when when the league tries to get them to behave, they're called racists. And now, um. I guess they've given up asking them how to, asking them to behave. It's just like give them everything they want. Uh, don't call us racist, and we'll give you everything you want. That seems to be the policy right now at the NFL.
2: I mean, I don't know if everybody's a criminal, but I would say the NFL does struggle with people getting in trouble with the law. Um, I don't typically like to comment on that. I mean, I love why not? Why wouldn't you? I mean, what are you talking about? These guys. Take Odell Beckham. Now, he's been in trouble before. Yeah, off the field, he has not really been in much legal trouble at all. I'm a massive Odell Beckham fan, so I, I could Well, when you one. say not much legal trouble at I don't think he's all. been in legal trouble at all. I don't know his, obviously, his whole past, but I just know he was, you know, called the diva. You know, that was, was really the, the one thing against him. Did you see him crying after the game? No. He's been through a lot towards ACL, and he went to the Browns, and he was struggled, and then everyone turned against him, and then he won the Super Bowls. I thought it was awesome. He was crying. His uh, girlfriend's pregnant. His mom was there. I thought it was a great scene, and that's, to me, what sports about. This is about. the guy who did not know how to – this is the guy who was doing
1: those crazy – he he acted kind of crazy on the field a lot, right? Yeah,
2: he has some. he had some on-the-field uh, arguments, fights. He, I don't know if I would – he it. Uh, he's notoriously known for getting in a fight with Josh Norman, which was a pretty good fight, honestly. Uh, pretty good fight, huh? Yeah. That's what the people want. All right, let's see what you guys think. Uh, Pamela's on the phone
1: from Brooklyn. Hello, Pamela, you're on the air Hello, all right. Hang up on her. Let's try uh Marnie from somewhere on Long Island. Hello,
3: hi, Greg. Yes. You're- um, I didn't want to comment on the Super Bowl, but if you want me to, I will. But I called about two other things.
1: You know, whatever you want there, Marnie.
3: Okay. Uh, first of all, uh, I wanted to talk about the media and this whole story that you brought up about Hillary Clinton and the Durham report. Uh, if we don't get a media pretty soon that's going to step up to the plate and really report the truth, no matter where those truths take them, we're going to lose this country. I believe that the media is uh, the the clog in the drain. They're actually promoting, not just uh, censoring, but they're promoting a lot of this misinformation that's coming at us into our living rooms every single day. And if the people don't hear the truth then they can't even make clear uh, decisions about people and about events.
1: I understand. But look, you don't need the media to be informed. Nobody really does. You can go to that Department of Justice website and look at that document just like I did. It was hard to find, by the way. and uh, But you can find this stuff. You can look because the media, they are a filter, and they don't want you to know certain things. So you're plugged in. You're plugged into me, Newsmax, hopefully, Fox News. And you won't necessarily get all of it, especially from Fox News. You got to be on this yourself and inform citizenry. I think the media—they are—they're driving themselves out of business. Everybody knows now that they're liars. They have an agenda. They don't care about us. They care about themselves. They care about their status. They care about their money. And they don't even—they don't even have the decency to do what they say they do, which is to inform people to share information. They hold it back. So I agree with you. They are clogging up everything, but I don't think that's going to, I don't think we're going to declog that drain. I think what we're going to have to do is make our own new pipe.
3: <laughs> Greg, can I just say something? Yes. Um, I agree with you, but my experience has been even in my small town uh, on Long Island, that most of the people uh, are apathetic. Um uh, If they don't know uh, what's going on and they're not inspired to take action, they won't go to these sites that you mentioned, like in your case, what you're talking about, DOJ site. Of course, you and I and people like us will do that. Most of the people are not like that. Yes. They go through life really with blinders, and unless something comes along and hits them over the head, they don't react one way or the
1: other. All right, Marnie, here's the thing, though. I do think people just kind of had this intuitive sense as to what's going on, what's right, what's wrong, and what's really happening. I do think that there is this intuition. I mean, none of the media are are for, are for Trump, yet he won, okay? He won in 2016, and I think he won in 2020, all right? So the people get it. The other thing is it's okay. I mean, they're not as apathetic as you think. For instance, uh, I mean— there are people uh, did you watch the Sunday morning shows yesterday?
3: I make a point not to watch
2: them right.
1: anymore. I mean I've had it. Nobody is really engaging traditional media like they used to. So even those people who seem empathetic and are going about their business, they get it. They understand. Uh I would like to see them a bit more active and not rely on the media like that. But uh, hey Marnie, um where on Long Island are you? Uh
3: do you know a little town called Brookville? Yeah. Okay, that's where I'm from. And
1: what's up with the name Marnie?
3: That's my name. What, you don't like that name?
1: I'm sorry. I'd lo- I love. There's of course it's a great name. Um, Marnie. The only other Marnie I know is that uh, that James Bond movie. Uh, Sean Connery. Uh, there was a Marnie, right? M A R N I.
3: That you got me there. I don't know that. There's
1: but... a movie called Marnie, and you should see it as a Marnie. Is it short for something?
3: No, that's my name. That was a given name. It's spelled M-A-R-N-E.
1: Uh, it's beautiful, and I think it's uh, it might be French. And there's a movie called Marnie with Sean Connery that you should see. It won Best Picture, I believe, in 1958 or something like that. Marnie, thank you so much. Great points
3: at the end what and if she's beautiful oh yeah i i will look it up all right all right okay
1: check it out check it out thank you marnie
2: bye-bye um any final thoughts there uh, before i kick you out of the studio what was your favorite sport growing up baseball baseball are you a good ball player decent what position did you play why the hell are you asking me the questions i don't know i'm interested in your your background outside of radio finally finally that somebody asked the question about me
1: I played, uh, I liked the Yankees, and I played baseball. I was a catcher. I was pretty good, but I wasn't that good, and I didn't make the junior high school team. I wanted to, and I couldn't. I wasn't much of a hitter. My dad took me out to the field just before tryouts to practice even more. I can still, I can throw a ball pretty well, and I can catch, but um, no, I didn't make it. And that's not why I grew out of sports, by the way. It was more, um, I used to cry when the Yankees lost. Did I ever tell you about this? You've, you've said it on air a few times. Yeah, and then, I'm, then uh, my dad and others kind of straightened me out, and they're like, are you crazy? <laughs> why would you? Why, why, why? And it made no sense to them, and suddenly it made no sense to me. And I kind of lost a lot of interest in it like that overnight. And you're just rooting for the close. And these, these contracts, by the way, a lot of them are obscene. It's exploitive with the, how they treat the players sometimes, especially in football. And I don't like what the – I don't like – Quite frankly, children worshiping
2: uh, football players. So you don't like me worship, worshiping these guys? Do you worship them? Ah, worship is such an intense word. Well, you just used it. Look up to. Why would you admire these? Wait, admire? You, I think I, I think worship. The definition of worship is t- I would get, get. I'm not getting on my hands and knees and praying up to them, but I respect their crafts.
1: What's up? It's time. All right. Well, with that, you were. Yeah, the craft is one thing, but. Look, I don't know. I think that the, the the society is totally out of whack. I'm sorry, it is. And you see, Pepsi Cola endorsing that whatever the hell it was during halftime show. I didn't even understand what the point was, other than that Dr. Dre is the is is an emperor, right? I mean, no, this is not the way we should be living. And I'm glad I get to say my piece about it. And Mike, you did today. Thanks so much. I appreciate you letting me on again. You got it. Well, to be continued. We'll be right back. You're
0: listening to the Greg Kelly Show.
1: Dr. Dre and his uh, his posse, they were jumping around and, and singing who the hell knows what. I understand they said some words that the NFL didn't want in the show, but uh, go figure, they said them anyway. And Eminem, who uh, has spent half of his life trying to convince black people that he's, you know, one of the boys, uh, that, that if you watch the movie 8 Mile, his whiteness is a real thing that they hold against him, some of the crew. They hold it against him in a big way. So uh, not without talent, but I don't know. Uh, it took. Four. I found myself, like my wife, she reminiscing for Michael Jackson. Man, talk about a guy, all round talent, amazing, amazing songs that really everybody could relate to. Is there anything wrong with that? The Super Bowl, let's face it, rich, poor, young, white, black, whatever, everybody loves the football except me. And – One guy like Michael Jackson singing is probably better than a bunch of random folks from one genre of music that people that is controversial, to say the least. Can I hear Michael Jackson? He was at the Super Bowl in 1993. Talk about a performance. You can watch this online on YouTube, but uh, let's hear a little bit.
3: No one should have to suffer, especially our children.
2: This time we must succeed. This is for the
1: children of the world. Wow. How about that, Dre? Do you think Dre and his Snoop would ever care about the children of the world? Hey, Dr. Dre doesn't care about his own children. One of them he hasn't talked to in about eight years. He's a billionaire, but um, she has to work at Uber Eats. Not as an executive, but as a driver. Anyway, uh, that's uh, nothing wrong with working at Uber Eats. But if your dad is a billionaire, that's kind of a, that's not, shouldn't be that way, right? So, Michael Jackson, listen to that, talking about uh, the children, making the world a better place. Uh, Doesn't matter if you're black or white. And then they had these two big hands, one black, one white, shaking. Unity. Unity. Peace, love. I remember meeting the guy from the OJs and I kind of asked him where he thought about what he thought about the music of today. This is about five, seven years ago, something like that. And he's like, you know, we used to sing about love. Now they talk. Now they sing about things, stuff, you know. Ah, there goes the music again. I don't want to say that the old days were always the better days because they weren't in many ways. We are. We've got such amazing things going on right now. But one major demerit, I think, for society is today's music and that ugly festival known as the halftime show at the 2022 Super Bowl. Be right back. Yikes. Woman stabbed to death in Chinatown. What else? Rampage somewhere. And there was a riot after the football game, I heard. They took over a bus. Settle down. Everyone's smoking pot. Why isn't it there? Why isn't there more peace and tranquility out there, huh? I keep hearing about how marijuana weed just takes the edge off of things. You know what? That's a big fat lie. Uh anxiety, tension, it's actually good for you. It's actually good for you. I see so many stoners in my life. I do. And they just they 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 don't have that Drive, that zeal, that when everything's okay, yeah, man, hey, yeah, it's all right. Yeah. They never rush. They don't know how to rush. But sometimes they know how to rush all at once. Like if they don't get their weed, then all of a sudden they get, you know, I get anxious. They get like 10 times more anxious and they go crazy. It's amazing how this country just said, all right, everybody, smoke them if you got them. Smoke a doobie. I know it's not called a doobie anymore. I don't care what the hell it's called anymore. It's now the scent of the city, marijuana, huh? Wow. We are, <laughs> we are a society that's backsliding big time, big time, big time, big time. Now listen, everybody. I hate to bore you with court documents, but these are important court documents, and according to John Durham, special prosecutor looking into that Mueller nonsense, Russia Gate, Attorney General Barr made him. The investigators are now being investigated. A lot of us wanted this information a long time ago, but it's coming to light now. It's important. It needs to be discussed. It needs to be highlighted. The fake news will ignore it, pretend it didn't even happen. But right now, it's been alleged, not by some blog, not by uh, the New York Times, or but in actual court filings. That President Trump was surveilled not only as a candidate, which he's talked about before, and we know by now that actually happened, but he was surveilled as a president. The office of the executive, uh, the executive office of the president was surveilled by a tech executive who was providing the information to a lawyer who was working for Hillary Clinton. And that's bad stuff, right? You can't do that. A private citizen, and it is worse than Watergate. It's worse than Watergate. Surveilling a sitting president. What was Watergate? Again, think about this. The plumbers, a bunch of ragtag nitwits uh, managed by Gordon Liddy. Rest in peace. But he was a total insane guy. Totally insane. And they were breaking in. They were uh, uh, planting wiretaps. But these were private citizens. Yes, they were working for the uh, committee to reelect the president, but that was a private entity. And it was bad. They were caught. Big deal. It was a big deal. Appropriately so. They were caught trying to bug wiretap, which was totally futile, by the way. The wire, They were actually going to replace a bug that had been installed two days prior. And it didn't work, so they sent them back in. Anyway. That was a, it was kind of a joke, but it became a big deal. And yes, the cover-up, there was a cover-up. And Nixon did tell Haldeman that we want to tell uh, our boys uh, at the FBI that the CIA wants you guys to not investigate this anymore. And arguably that was a crime. So it led to a pretty big thing. But now we have private citizens very influential private citizens, those who are trying to, or those who are being paid by Hillary Clinton, and those working to flatter Hillary Clinton. A lot of this in the in the in the in the filing says that they were trying to impress her, a VIP, so they'd get jobs. It's incredible. It's right there. Thirteen. You can find it on my Twitter at Ray Kelly USA, which I am, by the way, de-emphasizing. I'm decided to walk away from it a little bit. I'm going to turn the volume down. Because guess what, big tech—they have it rigged. They do. I was never going to be a social media influencer, not that I really wanted to be, but it would be nice to have a million followers, two million followers. Instead, I'm hovering around four hundred and twenty thousand followers, which is a lot, but and they—they they know how to keep you. They, they're just playing games. They're playing games with me. So uh, I'm going to skip it for a while. See what happens. Okay. Now, the fake news are ignoring it. Again, they don't care about you. They don't care about me. They don't care about the country. They care about their own status. They care about... Also, by the way, they're pretty lazy. You know, reading these documents is a pain in the neck. And then trying to show people what they mean, that's also a pain in the neck. Nobody wants to work anymore in the media, outside the media. I mean, nobody, especially knowledge workers. People who work on computers all day long. It's much easier to uh, surf the net, look at Instagram, right? Much more fun. Painting a house, that's hard. Blue-collar workers, they really are the best. They know things. You show me a house painter, I'll show you somebody who knows how to do something, knows how to improve the world. You show me Jake Tapper, what the hell does that guy have going for him? Other than being snooty. Now, those guys, every single Sunday show, not one of them mentioned anything about this this bombshell. They always were using the word bombshell, remember? Well, now we have a bombshell, and they don't care. Well, they do care. They care because it affects them. It makes them look silly. It undermines their credibility. So they will ignore it. I will not. I will not. Now, listen to this. This is regarding the indictment of Michael Sussman. Yeah, I know. Who the hell's Michael Sussman? Well, may not be a household name. Nobody was talking about him at the construction site this morning. I understand. But he was a lawyer doing work for the Hillary Clinton campaign. He was being paid by the Hillary Clinton campaign. And he goes to the FBI with a bunch of crap that he says he found on his own, but he didn't. He got it from forces loyal to Hillary big tech, Democrat law firms, and says, look at this trove of evidence that I have linking Donald Trump to Russia. And the FBI says, thank you very much. And then they go crazy, and they knew better. Now, the indictment says that Michael Sussman lied when he said he was doing this on his own. He was actually representing Hillary. He was actually representing that big tech individual. And he said, no, I'm just doing this on my own. Okay, well, the FBI... If they believe that, which they didn't, if they believe that, I mean, what? how how idiotic is that? Okay, you're just a lawyer, a former federal prosecutor, hanging around, and on your own time, you just found this stuff, and you came to us out of the goodness of your heart. Hey, Michael Sussman, what the hell do you know about uh, domain name uh, inquiries and all this Internet stuff? He doesn't know anything about that. He got it from the tech guy. He got it from... The Hillary people. And he brings it to them. So they knew what was going on. They knew they were being lied to. He probably. Te- nope, I'm just here on my own. The government, now from the filing. The government's evidence at trial will establish that among the internet data tech executive one and his associates exploited was domain name system internet traffic pertaining to a particular healthcare provider. Don't know about that. Trump Tower. Donald Trump's Central Park West apartment building and the executive office of the president of the United States. Now, this tech executive had come to access and maintain dedicated servers for the EOP executive office of the president as part of a sensitive arrangement whereby it provided DNS resolution services to the executive office of the president. They were, you know, working I.T. stuff for them. Tech executive number one and his associates exploited this arrangement by mining the EOPs, DNS traffic and other data for the purpose of gathering derogatory information about Donald Trump. Get that government contractors, government contractors spying on the president. The indictment further details that on February 9, 2017, the defendant provided an updated set of allegations, including the Russian bank data and additional allegations relating to Trump, to a second agency of the U.S. government, agency number two. Let me give you uh, I don't want to say what agency it is because they're leaving it out in this document. They're just calling it agency two. But I'm going to I'm going to say it. All right. But I want to give them you know, I want to give myself some latitude and I want to make sure that nobody gets in trouble here. So I won't say the agency's name. Agency number two. I'll just give you the initials. C.I.A. The CIA got briefed on this stuff. The government's evidence at trial will establish that these additional allegations relied, in part, on the purported DNS traffic that Tech, Executive One, and others had assembled pertaining to Trump Tower, the apartment, the EOP. And they, they went around selling this information. And guess what? They bought it. They bought it. But they left information out. So you say... Well, wait a second. They found derogatory information. I mean, well, they shouldn't have found. They shouldn't have gone looking for it, but it was derogatory. No, they said anything was derogatory if it involved Russia. Okay, anything was derogatory. But here's something: How many such communications with Russia between 2014 and 2017 regarding? Internet protocols and links over a three-year period, 2014 to 2017. Take a guess. Here's the answer. Three million. Three million. So it was not rare. Fewer than 1,000 of these lookups originated at IP addresses affiliated with Trump. See what's going on? They're taking routine behavior and portraying it as illegal. Bad stuff. And, oh, by the way, so they're mining this material, going all the way back to 2014 in the Executive Office of the President. Who's the exec- Who's the president in 2014? Obama. Obama. But you see, they left that out when they told the CIA, and they t- they left that out when they told uh, the FBI. So Obama should be mad right now, but I don't think so because I think he's. Uh, well, that's a he's a he's a slippery fish that Obama. I don't know what's going. Uh, it's time. It's time. Be right back. All right, hello. Uh, Let's go to the phones. we got Glenn on from Middle Village, Queens. Hi, Glenn.
0: Hello, sir. Listen, I was just um, listening to you uh, comment about the halftime show, which I did not watch because I think they're all hooligans, and I did not watch it. But then you mentioned Michael Jackson, who I really like his music, but he was also – you know, alleged uh, child molester. So, I just wanted to ask your take on that.
1: Well, let me ask you: Who told you he is an alleged child molester? Well, he's, there were allegations, but think about who alleged that: HBO, uh, the, the the media. You know, he was found not guilty. The credibility, the credibility of the accusers, the financial motive. He was found not guilty, and there was a fascinating story many years ago about why a guy like Michael Jackson was uniquely vulnerable to those allegations. And he was. Let's face it. He hung around with a lot of kids. But I don't believe it. I actually don't believe that he's a uh, uh, that he was a child molester. And there's a guy named John Ziegler. I, I urge you to look this guy up. John Ziegler, Z-I-E-G-L-E-R, sent amazing journalism and exposing that he was, uh, ex- I guess, targeted, extorted. By a bunch of greedy families who are out to make money and they were willing to lie every step of the way. The most recent place where these allegations were aired uh, was that HBO special about two years ago. And uh, it it, full of problems, all kinds of problems. I like Michael Jackson. I liked his music and I think he was uh, falsely accused.
0: I just want to say one thing about your father. I think he, well, I was a member of service, but I was correction. But, uh, your father's a great man. You're a great man for serving in the service. And, uh, that was just my comment. Uh, Like I said, I don't know if uh, Jackson was guilty or not guilty, but fake news is fake news. It happened to you. It could happen to me. It could happen to a whole bunch of people. And, uh, I think your show is great and uh hope you have a great day.
1: You're the best, Glenn. Hey, real quick, when you were a corrections officer, did you work at Rikers? Where did you work?
0: Yeah, yeah, I worked uh, 21 and a half years uh 76 on Rikers.
1: Wow. And uh what a place, yeah. huh? Pretty intense. Yeah,
0: a lot of a lot of body and fender, which w- you and I have talked before. Um and uh a, a few times. And uh, yeah, a lot of body and fender, but What the hell's body and fender? Figure it out. <laughs> I never.
1: All right. That's some sort of law enforcement code. I had never heard that one. Wait a second. Are you the guy who was drinking light beer in the middle of the afternoon? Was that Dude, you? you have
0: to say that now? Because my, 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 <laughs> my sister might be listening. I'm sorry. Now. I'm she sorry. Yelled, she yelled at me.
1: Uh, but, because you went on there. I'm sorry. I, I look, but no, wait, no. we it was said from a place of love. And I'm I'm glad that right now I can tell you're not drinking in the middle of the afternoon. Right?
0: No, I'm I'm picking up my wife from school. She's uh one of the head cooks over here uh, in uh Mass Bits. That's and beautiful I live in Glendale. But the body and fender is the code word for you know, just uh, like you said, figure it out. But never ever hit a man with cuffs on. That was not my uh that was not my bag.
1: All right, Glenn. Hey, thank you very much. Good to hear from you again. Thank you for the kind words. Uh let's see. Richard in Parsippany, New Jersey. Hello, sir.
4: Yeah, hi Greg. Hi Greg. Hi. Now, as I was telling the screener, look, what? if you think this guy, if you think this um, Durham is not a crooked dirtbag, there might be misjudgment there. Isn't he releasing information around the Super Bowl time? Isn't that an old tired trick?
1: Wait, so whoa, 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 whoa! Number one, he actually released it last week, not on the Super Bowl. But wait a second, you think he's a what did you call him a scumbag? Oh, go, what did you call him a scumbag? What did you say? Dirt bag. Dirtbag. bag. Dirt bag. Okay, you think he's a swamp dirt bag because this news release came out close to the Super Bowl? That's pretty. Uh, that's pretty strong yeah. stuff, man. I, uh, you know, it's not like he's oh, that's nowhere near strong enough. Dirt. I, not because go just released it a week ago. Hey, hey. First of all, this is not <laughs> the. This is not the indictment. Okay, the indictment came down in September. This is a filing. You know what? Do you know what the essence of the filing was? Do you know what it was about? I don't really care. All right, well, it's important that you don't care, but you're going to come on the radio and call this guy a dirtbag and say all kinds of things about him that you don't know. It was about a conflict of interest the defendant might have regarding his lawyers, who's representing him. It's the kind of thing you have to inform the court. You have to let the court know the prosecutor. This was routine paperwork. Now, if you think he's a dirtbag because this did not fit your Time frame. Well, you're on your own on this one, Richard. Uh, I think he's doing the right thing, and I think he's doing it in the right way. That's what I think. All right, I'll be right back. Have a good day, anyway, pal.
0: Listen to your favorite shows live and on demand. Enable the 77 WABC Alexa skill today.
1: Tell Alexa, play
3: 77 WABC show.
1: All right. So, when's the war going to begin? I got to plan my week. Uh, Pentagon holds a briefing as Ukrainian president warns Russia's attack will come Wednesday. All right, Wednesday. What's Wednesday looking like for everybody? Uh, is this really how it works? Give him a heads up. It's going to be on Wednesday. The invasion will be on Wednesday. All right. We don't know what the hell's going to happen. Everyone says this is going to happen. Uh, Putin is going to go in there. It looks like he is. I don't know if it's going to be a full-scale, like, take over every inch of Ukraine, or maybe it's just going to be a minor show of force. And there are uh, gradations of force, okay? It could be an incursion. An incursion is less than an invasion. There are, okay? It's not just wham. It's not just one thing. But with that, you got to understand this. None of this would be happening if Trump were still president. None of it. Okay? Putin would know his place in the world, which is... You're no superpower, Vladimir, even though you want to be, even though Russia used to be. uh, Forget it, Okay, You're wasting everybody's time. uh, And you're going to waste some lives, too. So you know who can make that case to Putin? Trump. Trump. You saw it. He, He did it every single day. You don't mess with a guy like Trump. With Biden, on the other hand. You see how far you can go, and it turns out that it's pretty far. Joe's got all kinds of problems. He totally blew it in Afghanistan. That weakened us. It weakened our status. It weakened our prestige. It showed who our military is right now, and unfortunately, too much of the military, thanks to the woke generals, is distracted on other nonsense than war fighting. you got to focus on the mission. And what else? The military has always had this, by the way. A reluctance to tell the boss what's going on. That includes the president. That includes uh, the general on top of you. That includes the captain. That includes the lieutenant. always like that. Uh, just a reluctance to, because uh, in the military, you've got to have a can-do spirit or else. So when Biden yelled at the general saying, I want out by next week, what do you think they said? Uh, did they say, well, sir, actually, it doesn't work that way. No, they said, sir, yes, sir. They got the hell out of there. You know, it takes a very adventurous person to join the military, but it takes, quite frankly, a scaredy cat to stay in for a career, I think, sometimes. Not all the time, but sometimes. And Mealy, I call him Mealy, but his name is Millie. Mealy, Mealy-mouthed Mealy, Um, did not get to be a general by being a fearless leader. He got to be the general by ass-kissing. Huh? You've seen it. I don't care where you work. You've seen the same thing. Does the best person always get the promotion? Of course not. The person who gets the promotion is the one who knows how to manage the person who makes the decision about promoting. It works the same way in the military. Big time. All right. Um, there's something else I wanted to tell you about that. Oh, Weiner, Anthony Weiner, former congressman. Yes, I know a lot of you don't like the guy. I don't like his politics, but you know what? What do they say? Uh, every saint has a past, every sinner has a future. And I heard the radio show with Anthony Weiner and Curtis Sliwa, It was on from 2 to 4 o'clock, was actually in the car. I listened to a big chunk of it. Then I listened to the rest on the podcast. It was excellent, both Curtis and uh, and Weiner at WABC. Yeah, he's made some big mistakes, and guess what? He's honest about them. He's upfront about them. I think he's a changed person and uh I don't know there was something really honest and very it was a very beautiful conversation it was what do you guys think I think one of you uh no 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 all right so there's that and then uh let's see did anybody have a question about that? I thought somebody did I know i uh, some of the somebody called up and called him Carlos, but a lot of people called up and said, "Hey, I'm glad that you're back." Which is kind of nice. Uh, Pete in Wayne, New Jersey has something to say. Hello, Pete.
4: Hey, Greg. How are you?
1: Fine. What's going on?
4: I listen to you a lot. I think you're terrific. Um, getting back to what you were commenting on halftime, mm. um, you, you posed a question, why are we settling for this garbage that, that we used to have, like we had so much better halftime since society was better? And I think I know the answer. The answer is we're becoming a godless society. Do you agree?
1: I do agree. Because I do You know
4: God's word every day. And it says in God's word that, you know, as we get later and later in the end times, that things like this shouldn't surprise us. We shouldn't accept it. But at the same time, like the trash that's presented in society, the um, the godlessness that we see in society is so evident in our everyday life. that you were referring to before, as somebody got attacked in Chinatown, another person got stabbed, all these ills in society is a result of us pushing God out of society, and this is the end result.
1: I agree. I agree. I totally agree. I'm going to add something, though. Even though the halftime show was disgusting, featuring criminals, even though you know there's horror all around us, that's no excuse for you and me to run from God and to think all is lost. If anything, we should be running toward him. He wants that conversation. He wants us close to him. When's the last time you tapped somebody on the shoulder and said, hey, have you ever thought about your faith lately? When's the last time somebody tapped you on the shoulder and said, have you thought about your faith lately? I mean, it doesn't happen. I know it doesn't happen. I mean, we live in the world. Everybody's got their own problems. They, they, they feel like if they open up or if they, they just don't have the bandwidth to help anybody else because, hell, it's just a struggle being me. It's just a struggle. How can I help anybody else when I'm barely hanging on? Well, you can. Each of us can. So um, I hope that makes sense to you, Pete. And I'm not not pointing my finger at you. I'm pointing the finger at me. Quite frankly, all of us. We can't let the horrors of the world turn us off and give us a pass from our duties to ourselves and to God. Does that make sense?
4: 100%. I agree. And I also want to just add that. As Christians, we're supposed to be a light, a salt, and an aroma to people that we come in contact with on a daily basis. For instance, you say, when's the last time we tapped somebody's shoulder or they tapped us? as simple as as going to the gas station. You can strike up a conversation with the guy pumping your gas. Say, you know, hey, how's it going today? You know, you, like, ask him, do you believe in God? You know, you just start a conversation. And by doing stuff like that – sorry, my grandson's in the background – you could just strike up a conversation with anybody you interact with on a daily basis, and this way, God can use you to reach that person. Because the brighter our light is, we'll draw people that are in darkness to that light.
1: I love it. I love it. You're right. I also love that you go to a place where they pump gas. <laughs> That's Jersey, right? They still pump the gas for you.
4: We love it, but you guess what? I get out and do it myself anyway.
1: Don't they? Uh, don't they get a little? Uh, don't they kind of yeah. mind that a little bit?
4: No, they encourage it because the guy's overwhelmed because they can't get people to work. So you got one guy doing like 13 pumps. So I tell the guy, I go, I got this. I got this. And he goes, thanks, brother.
1: Oh, no. When I go to New Jersey, it's a special treat. They're going to pump my gas. I feel like a king. I really do, especially when it's cold outside. I like to stay in. And uh, No, it's interesting that they still pump the gas over there. Well, Pete, thank you very much. Um, excellent, excellent observations and thoughts. And, uh, yes, we can't just give up. We have to. And it's available to each and every one of us. And let me just tell you again, I would not have said any of this stuff five years ago. I wouldn't. I was a totally different person. God was trying to get my attention. He finally did. I finally started reading the Word of God, the Bible, and then miracles started happening. And He is everywhere. He is in control. And it's just... And then it's not a matter of, uh uh-oh, I better not... You know, I don't want to... I better not sin because... You're not supposed to. That'll get him mad. No, you. When the Creator of the universe lets you know that He's here and He want you want to please Him, and yes, you will make mistakes, just like a child will make mistakes in a family. But anyway, listen. I got to hone that. I got to. But I hope you understand where I'm coming from. It's all. It's all available to each and every one of us. I urge you to. And the Bible again that I've been reading, it's the King James Bible it's the um uh the charles stanley life principles bible it has little footnotes and explainers that's what i needed it's what i needed to uh decode to some of that language and i read it today and uh and yesterday and it's well it just makes it, it it more than the difference it's the way it is the key to everything all right uh are we good we're good oh uh, no okay good um, let me see here. Hold on one second. Who the hell is Hadley Palmer? Elizabeth, you want to say something about Hadley Palmer? I don't. Am I supposed to know who that is?
5: Well, everyone should know who this sick woman is. Her and her husband um, uh, just is on the news now. New York Times. Um, who is child it? Child abuse. Well, she's some r- really rich woman with ties to Obama who videoed her own children naked and just. Google her name for me and share the info with. Do you know kids. this person? She's my neighbor.
1: Uh oh! Oh boy! Wait a second. Greenwich woman who made oh boy Greenwich woman who made videos of children pleads guilty to sex crimes. Yikes! Hadley, Pye. you're right. It's all over the place. It just today is that. Oh my gosh! Wait, is today have Valentine's Day? No one's talking about that. You notice that? No one's talking about Valentine's Day. Phew. I can't stand Valentine's Day. All right. So what yeah. the hell did this? Stanford, a judge has sealed the criminal case file of a wealthy Connecticut woman who secretly recorded three people, including a child in a manner involving sexual desire, a move called unusual by government lawyers and defense lawyers. Hadley Palmer, who lives in a multimillion dollar seaside mansion in Greenwich, pleaded guilty on January 20th. To three counts of voyeurism and risk of injury to a minor, all felonies committed in 2017. As part of her plea deal, Prosecutor Daniel Cummings dropped the two most serious charges, employing a minor in an obscene performance, a Class A felony and possession of child. Oh, boy, this is so, uh, you know, uh, is she going to jail? I can't figure this out. Is she under house arrest? What's up?
5: I have no idea.
1: Uh What kind of neighbor? What kind of apart from this? What kind of neighbor was she?
5: I didn't really know her. I'm mm. shocked to find out about this only today. When
1: you say neighbor, and is it like right across the street, or down the block, or yeah. two towns over, or what?
5: No, down the block. Same so town. Do you
1: live in a Do you live in a big mansion as well? She says she lives in a multi dollar mansion.
5: Well, you'd rather she, not say. I, 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 would just like
1: this to be um, yeah well look it's all over the place i mean now i'm talking about it now it's in the new york times hey by the way here's the part about the sentence palmer agreed to serve a prison sentence of 90 days to five years followed by 20 years of probation uh 90 days to five years that's a pretty long uh uh that's pretty wide window there on february 4th palmer began serving 90 days in state women's prison as part of her plea agreement the Greenwich Police investigation also resulted in the arrest of a child psychologist who was charged with failing to report child abuse. What the hell was going on in this house? It's all sealed, so you don't know, exactly. Uh The AP objected to a complete ceiling, yeah, good for them. Filming these people. children. Connecticut's chief public defender, somebody or other whose office represents low-income defendants, said ceilings of criminal case files are unusual. Why is this? Why are they? Why? Mm. William Fish, Jr., a Hartford attorney not involved in the case who specializes in open government and press access, said the complete ceiling of a criminal case is almost unheard of. And in, Pom- add in Palmer's wealth, Fish said, and it makes you wonder what's going on. I'm wondering what's going on. Thanks for telling me about this, Elizabeth. It's pretty weird. Mm-hmm.
5: Thanks, Greg. Okay, take
1: care. take care. Huh. All right. It's time to go. On that note, yikes. Uh, anything else going on? Nice in Connecticut? There's plenty going on that's nice in Connecticut. I recommend J House Restaurant in Greenwich. Have you ever been there? That guy Tony with the... Uh, with the crazy trivia questions, uh, it's a great experience. I'll be right back. All right, we are back. Agnes, Oh, Agnes from the laundromat in Jersey. Hi, how are you?
5: I'm fine. I just wanted to say thank you again for your service to the country. And also, I will not forget about Ashley Babbitt because she is a martyr. You Last week you mentioned... Saint Valentine's Day. Well, today's Saint Valentine's Day and he was a martyr for his Christianity. Ashley Babbitt was a martyr for our country. She was not armed, she got shot in the neck. It's all on video. It has to come out in the wash. And so I guess I'm the laundromat lady. <laughs> but you have you have another Agnes from New Jersey, but I'm the one from the laundromat. And I hear many, many people in this laundromat For some reason, we have something in common, and it's the love of Trump. And we see a lot of flags around here down the beach for Trump. So, And also, the art of the deal, I've been making deals with my three children for their whole lives. I said, you know, if you do your best in school, you will get rewarded. And so that is the art of the deal from Trump. So anyway, I wanted to say thank you for thinking like most of the people in the United States, mm. and that's it for today.
1: Agnes, I love it. Thanks for calling. And by the way, Agnes, to you in the laundromat, and the other Agnes in Jersey, I love that name. It's a classy name. It really is. It's a, it's just <laughs> a, it's a very. I always liked it. Thank you so much. I think there was a Saint St.
5: Valentine. Saint Valentine I, th- also. Was I don't
1: know a- anything Valentine's about Saint Valentine to be honest. Valentine's I just know it's an annoying Saturday. holiday.
5: For, but, you know, he's right. put to death for his Christianity. Oh, and well, also, i got to look that
1: up. In the meantime, we got to worry about cards and candy and all this nonsense. And have, uh, uh, I can't stand Valentine's Day. No disrespect to St. Valentine, and I will learn. It. Thank you so much. Uh, let's see here. All right, got to go through these quick. Tom in Brooklyn, yes.
5: Uh, good afternoon, Colonel. Um, thank you for your service. Um, I have two points I'd like to get to. Uh, I am an army vet, and uh, I served 15 months in Iraq. I have two points that I'd like to talk about. The first one is, um, Sun Tzu said, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And do you think that Russia and China may have made an agreement to work together to cause all this turmoil in the world? I know that China needs material from uh, Afghanistan. And Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, were- yeah. yeah.
1: Let, me, let me jump in. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, totally. And I'm so sorry. You can't get the – is it the music already? Phew. All right, shoot! They're ending the show on me already. Tom, Joe, Joseph, Sam, Norman, Nick. I apologize. I gotta go. I gotta go across the street. But I will see you tonight at seven o'clock, uh, and back here tomorrow. Many, many thanks. I am out of the Twitter game for the time being, uh, but I'll be uh, ever present on traditional media. I'll see you tonight.
3: Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving.